All right. Hey, family. Welcome back to Normal with Autism, where we are walking with faith on this side of the spectrum. I'm Tara. I'm Sarah. And um, it's snowing outside right now. It is. Do you know how much we're supposed to get? I think maybe like an inch or two. Hmm. It's, it's quite pretty. But I know some people, like, all over my Facebook feed just a minute ago, everybody's people like... People are not happy. Oh, my... Like, there's going to be, like, pitchforks and yeah riots in the street about that it's snowing. Listen, guys. Come in like a lion. It's right there. Hey, St. Patrick's Day. What are... Are we on March? We're on March 3rd. We have two weeks Oh, I thought some... it was the second. No. My... Well, my Apple Watch tells me it's... Oh. Mini... My milk is expired. Mini... I'm sorry, your milk is expired. <laughs> I thought it was a second. <laughs> no, it's a, did you have some of the milk? I don't remember. Listen, I'm a mess. I don't remember. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that. Um, by the way, the Disney Frozen autograph book is being sent. Oh, good. But we're not going to talk about why that is. It's just a surprise for our, our friend, mm-hmm. who we talk about regularly. She's going to love it. I think she will. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, that was quick shipping. It was. Shout out Amazon. It's awesome. Uh, so I got, I kind of got, I lost track here for a second. So your milk is expired. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. But St. Patrick's Day is only two weeks away. That it is. And that's a reason to rejoice. Mm-hmm. Because my eighth of a self of Irishness can go get its uh, St. Patrick's Dayness on in just a couple of weeks. And yeah. Ex- do you I, do green beer and? Yeah, I'm not pastrami. The... Is that? Irish. What is it? Corned beef. Oh, God. That sounds so good right now. So I don't drink that much, if ever. Um, I have friends who enjoy the libations. And uh, one of my my bestie, uh, Bridget, she is actually like 56% Irish or something like that. And I told her that I was going to get her a shirt at one point that said, like, I'm 1% more Irish than you or something <laughs> like that. Um, but she she has a tradition with her family and then several of our friends, like, from high school. Because I went to Catholic high school. Yeah. We had, you were either Irish Catholic or you were Italian Catholic. Oh. Or you were a heathen like me. There weren't very many of us. Got it. So we go downtown every year. And this year it's going to be on a Sunday and I'm not quite sure... There's going to be a lot of people mm-hmm. at St. Joe's doing the, the mass, smelling the incense. I had a friend pass out from how strong the incense was one time oh. when we went to mass. Yeah, oh, it, was, wow. it was crazy. They, those Catholics get crazy. They don't mess around. No, they don't. They know how to, they know how to make it happen. Yeah. So that will, that will be fun. And hopefully the weather won't be so yucky. Yeah. Um, it will be transitioning from a lion to a lamb. Yeah, right about that. It'll be a weird hybrid animal. Yeah, let's hope that it a lamb. A, a lion. Mm-hmm. Is that like a liger? Hold on. I somebody's... don't know. Oh, Craig. Craig is mouthing something to me, and I don't know what it is, and I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Oh, I said I a hot, she, weird highway animal. I meant to say hybrid. I'm so I sorry. Hi- well, I heard hybrid. Maybe that was just my brain. Filling it in. Let's let our listeners know. You might hear a Craig. You might hear a Craig. You might hear a a, a Quentin or a Finn. Maybe a dog. Mm-hmm. I might burst into tears. You never know what's going to happen. So let's just start talking about that. Is that okay? About my tears? Yeah. My highway of tears? Your highway of tears. Yes. 
your highway of tears. <laughs> um, so on this episode today, we were, I was, I, I wanted us to start getting into our diagnosis stories because I think that's valuable information for people to hear, mm-hmm. right? Um, and how autism is, is, is differently diagnosed for everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I actually posted on our Columbus um, Autism Parents Facebook group, and I, I'm, I must have made the post too long because um, we only had a few responses, but the people who responded, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We are going to use some of their information, and I'm, I'm maybe have a follow-up shorter post, but I was very curious about other people's diagnosis stories and mm-hmm. kind of how it happened for them. And people who responded gave us some really good insights and information. So we'll we'll be sharing that in future episode. Just yeah. not not today. Feel free to send us your diagnosis story. Yeah, you can send us a Facebook message or message through Instagram. You can. I'll give you Tara's home address if you want to just stop by and give it in person. I'm taking. I can only take people at certain hours of the day. <laughs> like a not. Like an evening from twelve to twelve oh one. Yeah, please PM. don't, <laughs> please don't come to my house after eight o'clock because I'll be. Oh gosh, I've been asleep for hours by eight o'clock. Right, I'll be unhappy at that point. You can message us on Facebook at Normal with Autism, mm-hmm. and message us on Instagram at Normal with Autism. Yep, and, and we'll share your story. Yeah, if you want us to, you can say, "Hey, these are just some details. Leave my name out of it. Yeah. It's up to you." Um, but we did get some people to respond, and it was it was insightful. So we will do that in a future episode. Today, however, we are going to talk about what's going on in Sarah's life currently with her little guy, Owen. And uh, I think it's important that we talk about these things, um, in part because... This is a part of our lives. Um, autism is not just autism. It has a lot of different what we call comorbidities. So th- other mm-hmm. diagnosis in addition to autism. I can give my personal example as Finn just doesn't have autism, but he has global delays. He has on the medical side epilepsy. Uh, our little guy Owen has several things that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so we thought we'd take a little bit of time today and kind of address what's happening with him, what's happening with Sarah's family, and she has graciously agreed to share part of her story in terms of what's going on today. So I think we'll just yeah get right into it, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if any of you are on Facebook with Sarah, she's posted... Oh, and unfortunately, right now is in the hospital. Yes. Okay. Can you just kind of briefly say what, wh- why is he in the hospital? Um, well, I mentioned a few weeks ago that Owen has been in crisis. So that means he is above his baseline. Um, his baseline, in addition to autism, he also has a diagnosis of disruptive mood dysregulation disorder. So what that is, is it's a unipolar diagnosis is what it's called. Um, so unlike bipolar, when they have, you know, the ups and downs, he's just primarily down. Gotcha. So like irritability, um, just not being very happy. It's kind of his baseline. 
And then he also struggles with suicidal ideation. Uh-huh. He has for a long time. Um, so that's all kind of his baseline. Lately, he's had an increase in suicidal ideation, uh-huh. um, which has been concerning. So we've had an increase in um, doctor's visits and some med changes. He's meeting with a new uh, counselor who's amazing. She's so great. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I think everybody would know, but... Um, just in case, suicidal ideation is basically fancy terms for he he wants to hurt himself. He wants to die. Yeah. yeah. And and of course, him being only seven years old, eight. right? Oh, mm-hmm. eight years old. Um, he that's obviously pretty concerning. Right. So. Right. And it's not always, um, you know, it's usually just I want to die. I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. When it's more concerning is when he has a plan mm-hmm. on how he wants to hurt himself. Um, that's when we start to worry a bit more. And, and then if there's any kind of attempt, obviously that's when we yeah really get worried. And you mentioned baseline. So yeah. what we know is that Owen has sometimes these really difficult thoughts mm-hmm. and really sad thoughts pretty kind of regularly. Mm-hmm. But when you add in those things that you just mentioned in terms of like having a plan or is he actually going to do something, right? that's when it goes above that baseline. Right. And yeah. he also has ADHD, so he has trouble controlling his impulses. So it's kind of a perfect storm of, you know, things we have to watch out for. Right. Um, so yeah, for the last, you know, six weeks or so, he's been not doing as, as great. Yeah. Um. And this is not unusual in no. children diagnosed with autism. Right. Mental illness is, um, there's no, you know, me- mental illness doesn't care Mm-mm. how old you are, how rich you are, how beloved you are. Yeah. It lies and it is a cruel yeah. monster of a thing. Um, so, you know, we've been keeping a closer eye on him. He's been going to therapy once a week. He's had med changes. Um, starting on on Monday, he started um, having hallucinations and, and trying to hurt himself. And more of more of all of those things we don't mm-hmm. want to have happen for him. Right. And that's when you had to make the decision on Tuesday to get him in. Right. Um, so this like Monday night is when it kind of started, and I reached out to his um, counselor and the crisis team, and we made a plan. Um, and then the next day, he was still not doing well um, and tried to hurt himself again. So he went ahead and went to the hospital. And what was nice is I called the crisis team, um, our hospital, which we are so lucky. Our hospital here in Columbus, Nationwide Children's Hospital, um, they're really investing a lot of money and resources into pediatric behavioral health so um they have a great team of doctors they have they actually have a pediatric behavioral health unit which is which not everyone has um where they can you know treat behavioral health issues it's, it's a psych ward um but that's available if that wasn't available i don't even know what we would do you would have to drive somewhere <laughs> yeah probably out of state to get any kind of treatment. Right. Yeah. Um, so 
uh, when I called the crisis line, they were like, yeah, go ahead and send them in. We'll put them on our incoming list. So when we got to the ER, they knew we were coming. So these are kind of, this was going to be my next question, like the steps that you... Mm-hmm. And of course, these steps are going to look different in certain situations. Yeah, depending on where you are. Certain families. But your steps that you follow. So your first thing was you knew things were not right. They weren't going mm-hmm. well. Your first step was to call the crisis line. Right. So my first step was to call his counselor. Or the counselor. Who mm-hmm. knows him the best. Mm-hmm. Get her advice. She advised to call the crisis team. Mm-hmm. They alerted the ER that we were coming. So when mm-hmm. we got to the ER, they were ready for us. Um, children's, our hospital has a separate part of the ER for behavioral health, mm-hmm. which is nice because he gets agitated, you know, sitting in the waiting room. Um, so there's no waiting. You just go straight back. Um, he gets agitated by babies. So hearing babies cry oh, in the gosh, ER yeah. would be a trigger for him. Yeah. Um, so it's great that they have that available. Um, so we, Sat in the ER, let them know what was going on. They decided to admit him. We waited for a couple hours for a bed. There was no beds available on um, their behavioral health unit. is called T5. So they didn't have any beds available, which is not unusual. And I was going to say, I think people need to really understand that who maybe either haven't had this experience themselves before mm-hmm. or um, haven't experienced with it with a loved one. Maybe they have a, a family member going through this. Like you just don't go in and like they're like, oh, we're going to admit you and here's a psych bed. Right. Like we have only so many what we call psych beds mm-hmm. where you can get mental health treatment. I think they have 16. In that particular hospital and then in the city there's only so many yeah so if you if you go in and you're like i'm in crisis i need help whether you're a child or an adult Mm -hmm. like you are going to be waiting yeah because usually the beds are full yeah every day all day i think um i know osu starts i think 17 is their age that they'll start admitting for for psych so if you're under 17 your only option is Children's Hospital. Yeah. And they have 16 beds. Yeah. So, um, and there you're going to be waiting. There are a couple of acute facilities that mm-hmm. are private. Um, I actually used to work at one of them called Pomegranate. Mm-hmm. And we were residential primarily for kiddos between 12 and 17. We also had an acute facility where a child could stay a week, maybe two, depending on what was going on and what insurance approved and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, but again, those are few and far between as well. Right. So we're down to basically children's. Yeah. 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 And even some of those places, um, like when he was admitted the last time, our insurance company denied the claim because children's is out of network. Even though they're the only ones, he was seven at the time, they're the only ones that took seven-year-olds. And that, I want to make sure we talk about that more. Yeah. How long did you guys end up waiting for a bed? We waited for three days. So for three days. Mm-hmm. So he went to a re- regular med floor, uh, and he had a, what's called a constant. So he had someone with him at all times to make mm-hmm. sure he was safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he waited for three days to get a bed on T5. What was going on during that wait, during those three days? Because it's a medical floor. You're mm-hmm. not, are, are you getting any mental health treatment at that point? Well, he had, um, psych came to see him. 
So okay. even though he was on a regular pediatric floor, psych came to him. Okay. Um, and it was actually nice. So uh, the psychiatry team and then his counselor came in. Okay. And another, um, like a social worker, I think. So we all met together in his room. Good. Okay. And um, it was great because his counselor could kind of be like, hey, oh, I remember when we talked the other day and you were having this and this, you know, she knew him. So she knew what kind of questions to ask. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was still getting, um, they were still getting a plan together. He still got services while he was there. Okay. Um, It just wasn't the same as, it wasn't as intensive. Yeah, the intensive services that he now gets because he's in a psych bed. Yeah, it was basically to keep him safe until they... Right. Had some discharges and right. could get him in. And not in any way a criticism of Children's Hospital. No, no. But a critique on our mental health system yeah. in general. A child in need has to wait three days mm-hmm. for the intensive help that he needs. Right. But could you, could you imagine walking into any other place, any other hospital... Your arm's broken. Mm-hmm. Your leg is broken. You're bleeding. Chest pains. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, just hang out here. We'll get you in three days. Right. We would, we would all be losing our minds about right. that. There'd be an uproar. So just let, I just, I'm just going to like, let that sink in, yeah. people. It's, um, which, I mean, thank God children's had somewhere for him to... Right. To stay and stay safe because I didn't, I wasn't confident in my ability to keep him safe at that point. Right. Um, right. It was, was super scary. Yeah. So um, he got a bed on T5 on, so he went on Tuesday, he got a bed on Friday, today's Sunday. Okay. Uh, so he, while he's on T5, he, um, it's very, very strict. Mm-hmm. He has a bed and a pillow and that is it. Okay. Um, there's no soap in the bathroom. There's no hand sanitizer. There's, uh, he doesn't wear a gown. He wears pants and a sweatshirt. Right. So there's nothing he can use around his neck. Um, all the nurse stations are like behind glass. It's just, it's, everything's locked up. They're only allowed to use sporks and they're like in a locked cabinet. Um, you know, but it's all for their safety. Mm-hmm. So. I'm super glad that he is there somewhere safe. There's eyes on him at all times. Right. Um, and they're, they're just, they're amazing there. Yeah. Like the people on T5 are incredible. Yeah. I just, they're just, they're the best people ever. I love them all. Um, so while he's there, he will do group therapy. Okay. So that was going to be my next question is, so what is, what does this look like for him mm-hmm. as he's trying to get the help that he needs? Yeah. So they work on coping <clears throat> skills. They do art therapy. There's, um, there's a Columbus City School teacher that comes in and teaches him for an hour a day. So mm-hmm. he still gets school credit while he's there. Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't is, like that part. <laughs> and imperative. Yes. Imperative that he... Because the the thought is, how does this impact him? This is a hospitalization Mm -hmm. that takes him out of his typical environment that is restrictive. Right. And and what does that do to his schooling, the relationships he has? Yeah. Right. So it's really important that he get that, continue to get that kind of normalcy. Right. While he's there. Right. And it's also a like, no, no, just because you're here doesn't mean... Right. You don't still have to do these things. Right. 
Um, so yeah, they have, um, he's very motivated by things <laughs> and they have, it's a stamp system there. So for going to groups, for, you know, using kind words, for using their coping skills, they can get stamps and they have like a store they can trade stuff in. Yeah. So kind of like, like a token system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yesterday he worked for modeling clay, mm-hmm. model magic. Right. So like, that's what he was working for, but he's very motivated by that. Right. Um, so they do that. They have OT. Um, they have therapist in and out. So they have a lot of good resources there. Um, they have resources for parents as well. Um, it's just, it's a really, I'm so glad that that's available. It's a really good place. Sounds like a supportive environment. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful, for yeah. sure. He has a little bag of, um, they all get like a coping skills bag. Okay. So he has a little bag with like fidgets and crayons and paper because those are like his coping mechanisms mm-hmm. um so they really um you know try to individualize the care and they they love our kids mm-hmm. and they do a great job with them that's so great yeah but he's getting that kind of intensive treatment that yeah. he needs for sure and then on unfortunately this is his third time there mm-hmm. so they know him by now mm-hmm. um, so they're able to individualize it a little bit more even. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have some history on him and right. know what worked before and what didn't. Right. Yeah. Actually, this time, two years ago, was his first hospitalization. Mm-hmm. So he's had four total four, yep. in two years. Yes. Three of them have been to T5. Another one, he didn't go to T5. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... And at this point, do you know how long he will be in there? I don't. Okay. And do you understand in turn, like, have they, have they brought you into their process of, I guess that would be another question is like, how do you get kept in the loop of what's happening with him? Do you go to the team meetings that they have? Do you have family therapies? What, um, what do they do? So they have a. Uh, like a behavioral support team there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that will tr- kind of train you on what they're working on. So they'll train you in like the token system mm-hmm. or they'll train you in like some of like the ABA techniques that they're doing if they're doing that. Um, so that when you go home, you can use some of these same right, things. Right. It really just depends on your kid and, and what they need. Um, so with him, they are working closely with his outpatient team. Mm-hmm. So kind of wanting to make sure he can have like good follow-up and uh, kind of follow their plan. So they're working together. Um, so I don't know a whole lot. It's also the weekend. Yes. And please, um, it's not a 24-hour operation in terms of like doctors making the decisions. Like right. we... Uh, therapists are people too, right? <laughs> so we need breaks too. Yeah, so which I totally get. It can be. It, it is slower on the yeah. weekends. There's not a lot of a lot of decision making happening. It usually does happen like on a Monday through Friday kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they call me mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm not there visiting. Then they'll call me and say like his nurse called me today. They did labs this morning, mm-hmm. and she called, and she was like, this is all his lab values. Mm-hmm. This is what this means. Is it okay if we give him this? You know, so they keep us up to date yeah. on what's going on. Um, 
And will they discharge plan with you? And that mean that means basically like, okay, we're getting ready to send him home tomorrow, mm-hmm. and this is how we're going to keep him hopefully out of the hospital yeah, step for by a, step. a long while. Mm-hmm. So they'll do that with you. Yeah. That's excellent, too. Yeah. And make sure I'm comfortable with him going home. and Right. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Um, is he allowed to have visitors? He is not. Okay. He's allowed to have mom and dad. Okay. And that is it. Yeah. How does he feel? Does he ever say, like, gee, I wish so-and-so could visit me or... Not really. No. Um, he hasn't really asked for anyone except our cat. He wants our cat to come visit. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, his room is covered in cat posters. We we almost need to get him a little stuffed that looks like Winston so that he can, yeah, kind of keep it with yeah. him. And... Well, even that there's very very strict rules. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So he can have stuffed animals, but he can't have anything with like plastic eyes. Yeah. That can be taken out and yeah. Um, it has it has to be like a certain size. Mm-hmm. Like there, it's really strict. Can't have any flowers or balloons mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, when we go in, we can't wear any like hoodies with strings mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Can't have any staples like mm-hmm. in a card or magazine mm-hmm. or, or anything. paper clips. Yeah, can't mm-hmm. have anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they're really strict, I'll just get which him. I get. I understand. I'll get him a Winston anyway, and he can. There you go. He can keep <laughs> it with him and then have it back when he goes, when he comes home. Um, so talk to me for a minute about how, how, how is this impacting your family? So we understand that Owen right now is getting the help that he needs. Mm-hmm. And he's in a safe place. You guys are still at home. Yeah. Obviously, Owen is the most important person in this story. Right. You guys are still at home. Still, you have to live your lives. Right. Um. So I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to work last week. Um, at all. You couldn't go into work at all, right? Right. Well, yeah. I, I worked Monday through Wednesday. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't able to go to work Tuesday or Wednesday because I needed to be at the hospital with him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to go back to work tomorrow. Okay. As much as I can. Um, Caleb, our oldest, um, you know, we had to make arrangements for him mm-hmm. for, you know, after school. Uh, my parents took him over the weekend so me and Matt could go together mm-hmm. to visit, which was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still bills and chores and you know commitments that life goes on even when your kids in the hospital um my anxiety has been off the chain yeah um i've spent a lot of time crying uh just because i feel so hopeless and you know just seeing my sweet boy just so sad just i I can't handle it. Um, so it's been really hard. You know, there's a financial impact as well. Um, you know, not working, having to, you know, drive extra and pay parking and, you know, get food and 
I don't know, <laughs> but we're making it. We're doing what we can. Thankfully, we live close to the hospital. Yeah. Um, there's so many people that live, you know, are rural and aren't able to go back and forth all the time. And, who, who live hours away. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could always be worse. Like, we're so blessed in so many ways, but it's, it's definitely hard. Um, it feels like this weird... Um, in between of life stops, but right. it has to keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because he's, I mean, he's my whole world. Mm-hmm. And when he's not here, mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't know what to do with myself. Right. Right. And it's, it's, I mean, it's just kind of a dark place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for you and Matt and Caleb, you have to keep going and find yet a way to to process this with him and then there's once he does come back home and what that looks like and Mm -hmm. maybe changes you have to make and it's just it's a lot it is and there's just the uncertainty of you know like i said mental illness there's no rhyme or reason to it it does what it wants you don't get a lot of of warnings sometimes yeah, yeah. so we don't know you know when he does come home how long is it going to be until the next crisis right or are we going to be able to come you know contain it like there's so much up in the air um and it's also hard for me like as his mom and his main caregiver it's hard for me to give up that control to someone else mm. who doesn't I'm know sh- Owen like I do. I'm sure there are a lot of parents listening who can, whether they're typical or not typical, who can relate to what the statement that that yeah. you just made. Because yeah. you do it best. Right. Like, I know every nuance. I know every single tick. I know everything that he... I know everything about him. Right. You know, so... I want to step in and be like, no, 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 let me do it. Right. But I'm not an expert. I'm an Owen expert, but I'm not a psych expert. Right. <laughs> and you also need that time to be able, because this is such an intense situation, mm-hmm. you need that time to take a break from being that Owen expert so you can get some perspective right. on what's going on and so that maybe you can continue to get some more support and some more ideas about how do we help him live his best life, right? you know, in spite of this mental illness, in spite of this hospitalization. He's still here. He's worthy. Let's make sure we're moving forward to help him live his best life. Right. Yeah. And help our family. Yeah. You know, it's been hard on the whole family. Yeah. Like, Caleb, even though they're not the best of friends, he's still like, I miss my brother. Mm-hmm. Can I go see him? Mm-hmm. Can I do something? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's been really tough. Yeah. And you did, it's interesting, you mentioned the finances. We talked about finances at church today. Mm-hmm. And it was basically the message about giving God the first and... Like, all the categories that take up your money. Yeah. Um, There's never enough money for all the categories. <laughs> there is <laughs> always more categories than money. That was, that was part of the message today. <laughs> um, and I think, I think one of the categories for us that maybe isn't in neurotypical families is medical. Yeah. Like, and I, I mean, I get other, like, you go to the hospital and, like, doctor and stuff like that. 
but there are there are there are so many medical challenges mm-hmm. that that we face in our everyday lives and and it's expensive yeah very finn just had an mri because we were concerned that his seizures were coming back mm-hmm. we were there for about four hours all billed in right and this is before insurance kicks in six thousand dollars for four hours yeah and that was just the hospital and you have to pay for the the radiologist the people who read it the doctor sedated yes so yeah the the anesthesia cost yes like we keith and i kind of made a joke when we were in the hospital it was like everybody who walked by, there was a little ching mm-hmm. as they walked by the door. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that things shouldn't be paid for and that, you know, of course, it's going to cost money to get these treatments. Yeah. What I'm saying is the burden on special needs families for medical, mental health expenses mm-hmm. is... Astronomical. Huge. Yeah. Astronomical. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. And if you are that family that either doesn't have access to the resources or like people think, oh, well, you know, the, the state will pay for it mm-hmm. um, or your insurance will pay for it. Well, let me let you in on a little uh, problem that people don't really understand or know about. And of course they wouldn't because it's not in their purview every day. But there are regular fights between the state of Ohio and all the insurance companies as to who's supposed to pay for kids with autism. Right. And our kids are the ones who end up losing. Right. And then we face situations like this where Owen has to wait three days for a bed. Right. Or maybe not get treatment at all sometimes. And those costs get passed on. Yes. You know, to other, you know, if you're not able to pay this bill then those those costs are going to get passed on to the next right you know thank god um so i mentioned earlier um children's is out of network with our insurance company for behavioral health um they're out of network with our last insurance company too so um i i think where the pitchforks and and riots (laughs) need to happen is with the insurance companies yeah so the last time he was admitted and it was again for a suicide attempt um, I got a bill in the mail for $15,000. I didn't know they were out of network. Um, you know, at the time I just needed my son to get somewhere that could help him. He went by ambulance. Like he needed, right. like he needed help. Well, Sarah, the first thing you're going to do when he's in crisis is you're going to call your insurance right. company. Like, Paramedics, hold on just a sec. Right. Let me make let me sure. see on the horn real quick. Right. <laughs> let me make sure we're in network. Yeah. Duh. What? Right. You, you failed. I failed. You failed. Um, oh, thank God children's wrote off a giant chunk of that. Yes. And then, um, we were able to get patient assistance for the rest. Yeah. Well, for 50% of the rest, which is amazing. Children's is very, um, very generous. Uh-huh. Uh, they were able to do that, but we're still paying on it a year and a half later. Uh, which thank God we have that option to do. Right. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a financial you know, impact to that. This time, um, 
they called my insurance company before we went to T5 to do like a pre-authorization. Yes. So my insurance company called me and asked me for explicit details of what happened, why he needed to be there to determine if he was eligible for these services or not. So uh, I got to do that. And that's exactly what you should have to do if your child is in crisis. Right. I, I... But I'd still rather that than just getting, like, a surprise bill in the True. mail. True. Yeah. No, I know. I just... I, I guess it's the concessions that we make. I, I... Yeah. Like, we have enough to deal with. But... Right. I don't know. Okay. But then I also, like, I know it could be so much worse. Like, yes. We could not have access to these services at all. True. I could be uninsured. True. Um... You know, like there, it could be so much worse. That doesn't mean that it can't be better. We can, we can do, we can do so much better in this country. We can do so much better for our kids. Yeah. And they're, they're the kids who are our next generation who we're raising up, who we want to be worthy in this society, not based on what they can do, but because they're here, because they're human beings. Right. And we need to start having systems that act accordingly, like that we value and love these children throughout their lifespan. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not just the, um, it's not even just children. Like mental health care is a big problem. It is. It is. Just Absolutely. the access, the cost, the services. There's just not enough to go around. No. Um, and it could get better. It could be better. It could, definitely. Always. Yeah. It will never be perfect. No. Um, but I am glad that there's been such a push for, you know, ending the stigma of mental health. That's a big one. And, um, you know, a push for funding and just for more understanding and more empathy. Right. You know, that's huge. That's going to make a difference. And if people want to go to Nationwide Children's Hospital, their website, they can donate at yeah. onoursleeves.org I think it is. Go donate, yeah. And support kids like Owen who need mental health help and need it like today. Mm-hmm. Need it now. There's there's a kiddo waiting right now to get a bed. Yeah, there's a kiddo help. waiting for Owen to be discharged. Yeah. So that he can have yeah. his bed. Like it's never I'm sure that they are always full. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um We've talked a little bit before about um, families experiencing mental health crisis and experiencing a hospitalization and kind of how different it is from families who have maybe a medical hospitalization Mm -hmm. not related to mental health. Right. What do you notice about the the different experience? Um, Well, for me... I almost feel guilty walking in there because here's this hospital full of hundreds, thousands of kids mm-hmm. fighting for their lives. Mm-hmm. And there's my son who's fighting to end his life. Mm-hmm. So there's already like wow. a, it, it doesn't make sense necessarily, but it's, it's almost like a guilt you know, walking in there. Um, 
But, you know, when you, if you have um, diabetes, there's run for diabetes or uh-huh. walk for cancer or, uh-huh. you know, hike for any other medical, uh, yeah, physical. Yeah, and I'm so glad that those things exist. Absolutely. Um, but there's not a lot of, um, you know, let's raise money for mental health. Right. We have a we have an autism walk that um, Autism Speaks put on, mm-hmm. and now we have the Butterfly Walk with Children's Hospital. Yeah, for mental health. Yeah, and those are the two I can think of compared to the hundreds of medical runs and walks that I can think of. Right. Um. So you know, not to say that you know people with medical conditions don't deserve that like absolutely not i'm not saying that at all i don't know that i'm saying this right um but there's just not as much awareness there's definitely not enough funding um there's not enough support (sighs) yeah support i think you talked about like we're we're moving forward in terms of ending stigma Mm -hmm. but it's still there absolutely like we don't we don't want to talk about our kid being depressed and right. being hospitalized for the depression. Right. And there's also just people are like an eight year old can try to kill himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can a seven year old. Mm-hmm. So can a six year old. Mm-hmm. In my experience, mm-hmm. you know, there's just there's so much that isn't known. I didn't know any of these things. Right. I wouldn't know any of these things unless I lived it. Right. Um, you know, so it just, it feels different. He can't get gifts. You know, like I said, he can't get balloons. He can't Mm -hmm. get flowers. He can't get visitors. Yeah. He can't have visitors. Right. You know, just the nature of the reason he's hospitalized. Right. Is going to make it different than a regular hospitalization. Um, but yeah, there's, I don't, I don't know. Like they are doing their best to, you know make it as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's a whole nother world. It is. Absolutely. So what are w- families who experience these mental health hospitalizations um, for autism, for hurting themselves, for mm-hmm. whatever diagnosis they're, they're going to be in these mental health hospitalizations for, what, what can other people do to support them? while they're going through this experience? Um, well, the main thing is just praying for them, sending them good thoughts, um, just being there for them. We don't know what we need mm-hmm. most of the time. Like, mm-hmm. so many people are like, what do you need? Every shot, they're like, what do you need? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like sleep mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. stop crying. Like, mm-hmm. I don't... I think I think specific things are prayer for sure, and I don't th- I I do not want to gloss over that, mm-hmm. um, especially for folks like you and me who believe in that power of prayer. Like it is it is healing and peaceful and uplifting to know that people are talking to God on your behalf, right? And so that I can't emphasize that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of acts of service, instead of maybe asking for what people need like just offer up a few things like Mm -hmm. 
can I send a maid to clean your house? <laughs> Maybe. Sure. <laughs> sure. Does can she I, do laundry? Right. Can <laughs> I get you pizza tonight? Can I give you a gas card? Can I give you a subway card? Mm-hmm. Like come up, come to the table with maybe specific things, right? To support the person, the family going through it. Yeah. And they might say no. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that's fine. The point is you offered, you were there. And they still love you for offering right right um yeah i don't know like we're at a point right now where you know the shock has kind of worn off and kind of we're kind of looking around Mm -hmm. like oh we still have to do these things right you know we still have these responsibilities life life keeps going yeah um poor matt has had to work he didn't get to take a day off to go to the hospital. So it was on me, mm-hmm. which was hard, but it was also hard for him to be at work all day. Yeah. Not being there for his son. So there's no, um, like, it's just hard. Like, no matter what, it's hard. Yeah. But. But don't, don't, don't not knowing what to say to the person stop that from you offering support too. Right. Right. Offer mm-hmm. the support. Because right. you'd rather have someone offer something you don't need or instead yeah. of not hearing from them at all. Right. Yeah. Unless you have something dumb to say. Like, oh, I get it. I'm sad sometimes. Like, that's not the same. <laughs> don't say dumb things. Don't say dumb things. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah's going to make a list of dumb things not to say to somebody <laughs> experiencing a mental health crisis. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make sure we post that accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, send all your prayers, send your well, your well wishes, your thoughts, your, mm-hmm. uh, just be there for them. Like it's already hard and awkward and, mm-hmm. you know, there is that stigma and people might not want to talk about it. Don't make it harder for them. Right. Right. I sound really bossy right now. Be willing to sit in the dark with the person. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. People want to fix it. Yeah. Don't silver lining it. No. Like with a story with your cat or something. Unless your cat's really cute. <laughs> right. And then Sarah can take pictures of it. Owen absolutely wants every cat story. Okay. Send me your cat stories. I'll send them to Owen. There you go. <laughs> Owen needs cat stories. Cat pictures. Yeah. Along with the story. Like yeah. a little cat. Like, hi. Yeah. He has cat posters I all love over it. his room. Okay. Because when he goes to his counselor, like one of the things that he works for is pictures of cats. So she has like a cat calendar oh and she like God. makes copies. And so he gets like, he has all these cat pictures. I love it. So we took him to the hospital and they're like taped up all over his room. I love it. Because cats are one of his coping skills. Okay. <laughs> Send in your cat pictures and your cat stories, folks. <laughs> all right. Um, last thing. Uh, is there any encouragement you can give to maybe somebody who's listening who has experienced this directly, either with their child or their adult child? Uh, any, or, or just maybe going through it themselves, if they're listening, encouragement? Um, I'm going to say it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. And get help, get what you need, do what you got to do. Uh, there's people out there rooting for you mm-hmm. and you've got this, it's mm-hmm. going to be hard, but you can do it. Um, and it's going to be, 
it's going to be worth it, but you're, you're tough. And I'm glad you're here. No matter who you are, I'm glad that you're still here. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing his story a little bit today with us. Yeah, hopefully it didn't bum anybody out. I don't think so. I think uh, we're going to p- post his picture as part of the, oh, okay. like, putting this out there and some of his cuter pictures. And um, I think I think it's great that you could let us into this small part of his life and let us know how it impacts you guys as a family. Um, I hope many, 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 many people hear this story and just are better for it. So, yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to sign off. We'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs> like the history of Owen. Yes, yeah, like this whole spiel about Owen. And um, he said, So, when you get to heaven, is that going to be your first question? And I'm like, Absolutely. Oh, why him? Oh, that's a why good. us? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be right there standing behind you asking the same thing for Finn. Yeah. Wow. So there's, I mean, there's days that I'm like, I'm a, we're warriors. We can do this. We can, we've got this. And there's days that I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be really honest and frank. And um, that's the way it is <laughs> for me anyway. Um, and yes, our, our faith helps. We couldn't do it without it, but it doesn't mean that um, it's fine all the time. It doesn't mean that we don't have questions or that we don't get angry or right. that we don't say, why the hell, my kid? Right. Why is this happening to my kid? Yeah. Yep. What would you say to someone who might be listening, who maybe had considered going to a place of worship um, but then they're like, ah, oh, God, mm-hmm. the, the Bible, really? I got to talk to people. I have to put on pants Girl, to, get right up, with you. to get up and go to church. Yep. What, what would you want to say to them to maybe encourage them to seek out that place of worship that will hopefully have a lovely program like Helping Hands? Oh, yes. That will work with their kiddo or adult special needs yeah. person so that they can attend church. Yeah. I would say, girl, I get you. Mm-hmm. It is hard. Pants are like prisons. They're the worst. So wear a dress. Wear a dress. Mm-hmm. So comfy. Yeah. Put some leggings on under there. You good to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just went through all my dresses yesterday. I like Marie Kondoed them. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Once you put like take them all out, I'm like, oh, I, ha- I have a lot. Okay, cool. Um, I just want to tell you, first of all, I want to meet you where you are and tell you this is hard. This is out of your comfort zone. It's not easy to do. It's overwhelming. There's so many options. There, there's a church on every corner. You might not find the right one right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do find the right one, when you do find that group of people that are going to do life with you and that are going to pray for you and make you a better person, it's so worth it. It is. Yeah. When you have that, you know, out of body, no, that's not what I went to say. Like that spiritual experience of 
this is real. This is happening. This is what I need. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. Um, and that it's okay to have questions and doubt and not be okay all the time. Um, you can go to God with that. You uh-huh. can go to your friends for that. Uh-huh. You can come to me uh-huh. with it and I'll probably say something wrong. <laughs> She'll tell you that her underwear are in her pocket. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> she like my thing is I say I like bread. <laughs> well, and if people are looking, I mean obviously we think our church is pretty darn awesome. Mm-hmm. And the new name and all. Mm-hmm. And the the thing that I like is that our lead pastor always says, come with our with your questions. Yeah. And he also says we're all jacked up. He does. All of us. Yeah. Because none of us are coming in with all the answers. Yeah. We're all jacked up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay to come with questions. It's okay to come as you are mm-hmm. and find that place that meets you as you are. And we found that place in our church. Yeah. And bring your special needs kiddos and I'll hang out with them. And, and yes, we would love to meet them. And um, I think that's it. I just want to encourage people to walk your journey, tell your truth, you know, do your thing, do your thing. We're here. Um, I hope this has been encouraging for you guys today who are listening. I hope you're able to step out in faith and maybe find a faith community that you can be a part of because it's invaluable Mm -hmm. and it's life changing. And that's what I wish for all you guys. Yeah. Tune in next time when I ask Tara a bunch of really hard questions. Oh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Hopefully right. I didn't like make this too hard to follow. I think you did a fantastic job. Well, thanks, buddy. All right. All right, guys. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank Take care. you. Bye.